This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. All right, live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Welcome to the show on a uh, St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Big, big OZ is here. Big Rick, Slick Rick. Oh, Amirati is here. And yes, of sir. course, uh, I'm sitting in for, uh, for Damon in the big chair. Welcome to the show. Uh, hey, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's St. Patrick's Day. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. I thought I was Irish, but I did Ancestry.com, and I'm Italian and English and German, so sorry, guys. All right. Well, well happy St. Patrick's Day anyway, David. <laughs> How about you, Slick? I'm doing well. Yeah, half the side of my family is as Irish as Patty's pig, so I definitely am not, you know, playing, pretending with the green tonight. It looks like I might be sick with all this green in the background, but no, that's the color of money, and we'll get the odds makers coming up later where I'm going to make back some dough from Big D. Yeah, you are exactly. sick, Rick. You are sick. Oh, no, you're slick, Rick. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's right. I, listen, I left my shillelagh in the car. <laughs> I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know about and, and that. He, and he, he is sporting his uh, his green jacket, yes. his green suit, his green everything. I got, he, a, pair of, I got a pair of boots for them, Rick, tonight. I got boots for you tonight. You better get it to 10,000. <laughs> it's insane. All right. So welcome to the show on a Friday night. We appreciate you taking the time to join us. Of course, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 470, Samsung TV Plus, Channel 1029, a great uh, forum, as well as all the socials. Find us on the Getter chat as well. You jump in there you can say hello wish us uh happy saint patty's day as you can tell from my shirt how 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 uh how irish i am yes uh, exact number zero percent yes all right so join us in the getter chat of course great group as always in the getter chat you can also find us on all the socials facebook twitter um truth social you name it we're all over the place and uh lots of lots of stuff happening in the news today it's amazing where we've had a busy week a lot of different stuff breaking um it didn't slow down you would think on a friday maybe you know maybe things kind of kind of slow down a little bit no not even close as a matter of fact i don't know uh, um, anything that's caught your eye david yeah, Trump said at Mar-a-Lago Tuesday night uh, in front of uh, an audience, um, you know, he told us that uh, Iran would have a nuclear bomb today. So that's very concerning. And now that Saudi Arabia and Iran are friends again, which never would have happened if Trump was still here. Um, I don't know. I think it was timely that this new agreement came out and then Iran may have a, the nuke. So uh, we got to pay attention. Yeah. Uh, So a lot of things breaking, but one thing in particular caught my attention today. And I don't know if you guys caught it as well. Um, You know what a raccoon dog is? I do. 
It's my favorite soup from Japan. <laughs> it's a myth. It's an animal in northern Japan. Yes. Uh, it's all called tanuki soba in Japanese, and it has buckwheat soba in it and this great broth with bonito, which is uh, tuna broth. It's just an amazing soup. Wow. It's an iconic dish in Japan. Well, guess what? What? That is now responsible, according to this international scientist, new COVID origins, uh, breaking news, <laughs> suggests a pandemic linked to raccoon dogs yeah, okay. over, at the, been... uh, over at the Wuhan market. <laughs> well, yeah. Japanese have been eating it for God knows uh, how long. It doesn't matter what the Japanese have been doing. We're talking about Wuhan, China, and, and, but and this... this is what happened in Wuhan, yeah. China. It turns out, um, what do you call it, rocket from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I guess. Maybe it was hanging out with Korg and made out with some space bat, and then they went and took, out, took on Thanos, and that's what happened. That's how the virus spread. Wow. That's what they want us to believe. So check this out. A uh, story that broke earlier today. International scientists who examined previously unavailable genetic data from samples. Of course it was previously un uh, unavailable. Nobody had it. Uh, collected at the market close to where the first human cases of COVID-19 were detected in China said they found suggestions that the pandemic originated from animals, not the lab. What a coincidence. Oh. When you think about what happened last Friday, I reported this story last Friday and I will tell you what happened. Uh, we took it from just the news. What happened last Friday? Well, the House unanimously passed a bill to declassify the intelligence on the origins of COVID-19. That's right. I read this story last week from John Solomon's Just the News. The GOP-led House passed a bill last Friday to require the Director of National Intelligence to classify all intelligence related to the origins of COVID-19. The vote, David, was 419 to zero. That means GOP and Democrats all voted to declassify this intelligence. Now, since it already had passed the Senate, this bill went to the president's desk last week. Tell me when he signed it. He didn't? He hasn't signed it yet. We have a prize for David. <laughs> Tell him what he's won, Don. <laughs> <laughs> you win a raccoon dog. A tanuki. Yes. It's all my fault. So, so basically, if you, if you don't think these things are related, then... I don't know what to tell you. Maybe, maybe, maybe you've got a raccoon dog in your life and you don't want to think the worst of them. I don't know what to say. But according to this article here, again, and this, is, this came out earlier today, other experts, now this is, this is interesting, uh, other experts have not yet verified their analysis. Of course they haven't because, you know, that, that, would, that would mean that it would have to be peer-reviewed, which this uh, study is not peer-reviewed. How the coronavirus first started sickening people remains uncertain. This data does not provide a definitive answer, it says, to how the pandemic began. Well, then why would you release it? Well, because you want to distract people from the fact that yep. it's still seven days later that the president will not declassify the intelligence of the origins of the COVID-19 um, lab leak. Or, you know, let's face it. He also criticized, uh, let's see. Oh, oh, let's see. Let's hear from uh, WHO director, General Tedros, uh, whatever his name is. This data does not provide a definitive answer, he says, as to how the pandemic began. But every piece of data is important to moving us closer to that answer. He also criticized China for not sharing the genetic information earlier. Well, they didn't need a time to make it up. Adding that this data could have and should have been shared three years ago. The sample... The samples were collected from surfaces at the Hunan 
seafood market in Wuhan after the first human cases of COVID-19 were found in late 2019. Gio, hit that clip. The one you just said in my ear because I don't have... <laughs> what do they do? I don't understand. Why didn't they... You had Stefan Bensel, who was on with us last week, was it, who said that they've been We're talking ready. to them about bringing some mRNA vaccines over. The White House has said that they would have given them some of the vaccines if they just asked for it. Why not prepare your population Because they do everything better. better, and they don't need our stinking vaccine. This is the great, great mystery. I have spoken with several people who have, are very connected to the degree that any American can be with the leadership of China and asked this very question. Why won't they take the mRNA? And they shrug, they put up their hands, they say, we have no idea. Why not? And I understand the respect for the elderly and the Chinese culture. I get that. I understand why that would lead to some of these COVID lockdowns for a longer period of time. But in the meantime, if that was really what this was about, you would have done something to protect that population and bring them something to make sure that they'd be okay eventually. You know, this is all one right, of the, the criticisms. Um, if, I think um, if we all look back. The whole yeah, you could, you could have blown that up. I mean, it, let's face it it, it, it. it all comes down to it's another campaign from Dr. Fauci and his buddies, because when you come right down to it, as, as we find out in this, uh, later on in this article, um, the same people that were associated, and I have to find it, um, with, the, with this study that they're just released that said it's the raccoon dogs, well, it's the same guy, two of the same guys, who were involved in releasing, uh, that were in on the... Uh, in on the phone call with Dr. Fauci when, when they talked about back in early 2020 about shutting down the lab leak theory. And then, of course, a few days later, these guys got huge bundles of cash deposited oh. into, into their bank accounts. Yeah, and um, Fauci said, what was it, last week, that you know maybe somebody went into a bat cave and came back to the lab and released <laughs> it in the lab. I mean, the lies, the <laughs> lies. By the way, uh, Kitsuni soba, it's instead of tanuki soba, is fox soup in uh, Japan. But there's no foxes or raccoon dogs actually in the soup. They're just named after them. Well, Fox Channel. A little trivia. <laughs> so you got tanuki soba, kitsune soba. Very good stuff. Well, according to this, Ray Yip, an epidemiologist and founding member of the U.S. Center of Disease Control in China, uh, said that even though the new findings weren't definitive, that they were significant. Uh, the market environmental sampling data published in China by far uh, is the strongest evidence to support the animal origin story. And of course, and again, I go back to the fact that what are they waiting on? Why won't he sign this legislation? It's because he's getting pushback from China. Obviously, they're yeah. saying, look, you can't release this. And of course, Biden's taking his marching orders from overseas. Sure. He's not going to he's not going to release it. That's why, I mean, 419 to zero. The legislation has been sitting on his desk for an entire week, and he just doesn't want to sign it. Now, what happens after 11 days? I think, I think it's 11 days um, if he doesn't sign it. I think it gets kicked back. So now what happens then? Now, now they would have to override that veto. Which requires 75%. <laughs> right. And, and meanwhile, they already have more already than 75% of the house. 100%. But you can guarantee it that when it comes to, if, if they have to go that route, they are not going to get the 75% because the Democrats won't support it. Because it's obvious 
something is going on in the background that we don't know about. Yep. It's as simple as that. So, so that's that's something that that, that broke today. Not sure if if uh, if you caught most of that. Again, these are the same people. It, it it boggles the mind how anybody at this point would think, oh, you know what? We should listen to China. We should listen to the WHO. We should listen to Fauci. We should listen to the CDC. We should listen to anybody who is trying to redirect us away from what we all know at this point. Is basic. It's Occam's razor, right? The the easiest answer is usually the most correct. And I hate to reference John Stewart, but it took someone like that to say it to Colbert's face in front of his entire audience, saying, "Look, it came from Wuhan, China. They've identified where it came from. Where there just happens to be a virus lab that works on coronaviruses in Wuhan, China." So there's, there's, there's no, you don't have to be some huge, um, some, some marvelously brilliant detective. You don't have to be Columbo. All right. Because let's face it, it just makes too much sense. Um, I think it's apparent what happened and how this went down. By the way, um, I don't use Occam's Raver. I use Gillette $52 at uh, Costco now for razor blades. That's that's used to be thirty six, just like a year wow. and a half ago. Fifty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> are you, uh, uh, Rick? Are you sure that's not included in your cut and color when you go in? <laughs> no, they, I'm they not. Yeah, that's another story. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll, we'll uh, take a quick break. First break of the night on a Friday night. We welcome you to the St. Patrick's edition, live from Studio Six B on Real America's Voice. Take a quick break. We'll come back with more. We'll do some sports. Coming back. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Stay there. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hi, live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on a Friday night. Welcome back to the program. We appreciate you taking the time on a St. Patrick's Day night. Hopefully you've uh, had a good evening, whether it be, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you went out with some friends and did a little little, little toasting, uh, or, or maybe you're, 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 you're hanging out having some corned beef, uh, whatever. What, what, what else did they eat over there? I forget. Where in the wet market? No, not no. What? Get get out of the wet market. We're celebrating Ireland. I have twenty one pounds of corned beef at home. Really? That oh, I made. Nice. Yes. So cabbage, carrots, new potatoes. Always potatoes. My wife makes a great about. 
10 loaves of Irish soda bread every nice. year. Nice. Oh, yeah. So, um, All right. Yeah. So, so everybody's going to David's house. Yeah. Yeah. David's wife looks <laughs> very Irish. So she got beautiful red hair, right? She looks, I, I mean, she's as Irish as you could look, right, David? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she doesn't like me anymore. <laughs> she's a uh, beautiful she's woman. She's the baker. I'm yeah. the right. cook. So. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's cut it over to uh, Slick Rick and do some sports. Sports brought to you by Mike Lindell's MyPillow, MyPillow.com. Use our code to check out and save some big money, uh, especially on the brand new 2.0 MyPillow, which nice. is, uh, has that, that cooling technology. I don't know how he does it, but it's Mike Lindell. That's he Mike. can do anything. Yes, uh, go to MyPillow.com. Use our code at checkout. And uh, Slick Rick, what have you got in sports? I know March Madness is driving that's, everybody crazy. Rick, that's what's dominating the headlines. Everybody's focused on March Madness. You got office pools. You got neighborhood pools. You got all kinds of pools. It's unbelievable. So uh, anyway, let's just recap last night. We did an odds makers, me and Big D. Uh, maybe Big D joins us today. I'm not sure. So I'm going to hold the odds makers off to the end. But Rick's my witness. D said, pick the scores. We'll go with the Caesar line. So I'm going to be picking eight games. Four for tonight. Uh, that'll tip off at 920. <laughs> and then also we'll do we'll do four for tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm catching up. Don't worry. Why, last do night you, was... why do you both look upset in that picture? Did he lose something last night? <laughs> nah, you don't think he's that happy. Anyway. That's true. When's he ever happy? <laughs> he lives in the United States. He lives in New York. What's to be happy about? Uh, good All point. right, Rick, here we go. So last night, Penn State, oh, they look good over Texas A&M, 76-59. I had that game. Check. UNC Asheville was trounced. They got their Ashevilles kicked by UCLA. 17 points was not enough. They lost by 33. That cost me. Tennessee, well, the Volunteers, I was right on that one. I said they'd win, but I didn't think they'd cover the 11 and a half. And they didn't. They only won by three. The Raging Cajuns came close. They uh, lost 58-55. So I picked up that game. And then Mattress Mac almost had a heart attack. The game was <laughs> the game was within two points at the half. Wow. I mean, we got Houston that was, what, an eight, a 19-point favorite. Yeah. And that game was really dicey until they pulled away about midway through the second half there. And, of course, they won 63-52, but they didn't cover. So last night, just like DiMaggio and Monroe back in the day, Damon and I had a split. So that was that. <laughs> now, we're moving on to the games. I'll talk about odds makers later on tonight. Like I said, hopefully Big D gets a chance to join us. But let's stay in the NCAA arena and let's talk about Vice President Kamala Harris met with round of booze at NCAA tournament game in Des Moines, Iowa. You know that's why we call it the great state of Iowa. And this is Warner <laughs> Todd Houston from Breitbart. Vice President Kamala Harris made a surprise appearance at Thursday's NCAA tournament game, but was met with a round of booze when our presence was announced in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, Harris came out to show support for her college team as Howard University faced Kansas at the Wells Fargo Arena in Des Moines. But many decided to show how little they supported Harris back as booze outweighed the cheers when her name was mentioned, according to Fox News. Harris was also blasted for her prep talk to the losing team after the Bisons took a 96-68 loss to the Kansas Jayhawks. And uh, we have that clip, so roll that, G. You guys are so good. So awkward. <laughs> you played hard, you played to the very last second. You made all us bison so, so proud. You hustled out there, you are smart, you are disciplined, out. you put everything you had into the game. And you know, that's what it's about, right? You know what, pause this for a second. Last... She's talking to these college men 
like they're three-year-olds. I know. She's like, she's doing the whole thing. You're smart. You played. Yeah. And then you dribbled the ball. <laughs> it's like 10th like, grade, oh, grade CYO yeah, basketball. Yeah, th- th- <laughs> again, this is the product of affirmative action. She's a moron. Oh, go ahead. Go on. A minute. You guys did that. You didn't stop until the last second you did not stop. Yeah, that's the third time you said it. And that is so inspiring. So you keep playing with chin up and shoulders back. They can't. Well, the they season's can't. over. Because you showed the world. After I'm graduating. Who Bison are. Oh, my God. Right? I mean, you, literally what you have done is in historic proportion. You know, I was at Howard back in the day where we were just happy that there was a game. (laughs) (laughs) Much less getting to this place, right? And I see Bison literally all over the world. And we've been talking about (laughs) you, this team. She roams the plains. You all, this team, this year, this team. You make us so proud. So I know you may not be feeling great right now, okay? (laughs) And you feel worse with me here. You are excellence. You are hard work. Lotus. I think they changed the name from the Bisons to the Bulls, because that's what that was. Anyway, that's a wrap in sports. We'll talk about Biden's bracket buster in the next segment, how he picked Arizona. We talked about it last night. There was a lot, a lot of pushback this morning about that, too. So what a joke that was. But that's a wrap. Back to you. uh, She is just so painful. She 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 is fingernails on a chalkboard painful. To listen to and just and 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 to sit there, they just got their teeth kicked in, and they're sitting there with this with this bison, <laughs> right? <laughs> Telling them how great and don't worry, you're gonna play your next game. They're not playing the next game. Right? That really is stupid. They, you're right. Which is why he's in charge and she's not. How crazy is that? Is that she, that he's actually our better choice of the two? Right. That's the amazing part. And you want to, if you, if you haven't had enough bison yet, well, guess what? Um, this coming from a Netflix show, uh, Ridley joins features, whatever. Ridley Jones. Ridley Jones. Some, some Netflix junior show. You want to talk about bison? Do you want to talk about really messed up stuff? Check this out. Cut number 10. G go. Is Fred a she or a he? Well, I don't know. They're just afraid. Everything okay, Fred? Oh, the last time I saw my grandma, I used a different name and pronouns. Now grandma doesn't know I've changed. She still thinks I'm her granddaughter instead oh. of her grand... Fred. The way I feel oh. most myself is to go by the name Fred. That's because I'm non-binary. Oh and my Fred God. is the name that fits me best. And I also use they and them. Because calling me a she or a he doesn't feel right to me. Oh, thank you. My goodness. I can't believe this. Yeah. I I can't believe (laughs) it. Look at David's face. I mean, you can believe it. Where did that air? Uh, Netflix Netflix Junior. You know, try um, telling a bull that he's a female and see uh, how long that lasts, you know? Yeah. So... I'm sick to my stomach. Isn't that amazing? Especially, I'm so furious. I have three grandkids. I'm so furious. I was going to say, and just becoming a grandfather again, you've got to be like, you know, kind of freaking out. Like, what are they going to try to do to these grandkids that I got here? Well, Netflix already lost millions of subscribers. I'm surprised they're still going forward with this garbage. Uh, you know, they came back a little bit with this incredible series 
Oh, was it canceled? Oh, good. Good. Um, but, you know, they have this incredible new series, uh, Full Swing, uh, on the PGA Golf Tour. Oh, it's boy. great. It's not political. It is a little bit with the LIV stuff. But, you know, they, they realize that they have to come back. Right. They have way. to pivot right. back because they, right. they need people to actually use their service to watch their shows. And I just wanted to mention going back to Iowa when Kamala Harris got booed, you know, Des Moines is the only blue area except for Cedar at Rapids out of all the 90 counties or so in Iowa. I think there's at least 70 or 80 or 90. So, um, but really quick, in a nutshell, um, Trump won by eight points there. That's why Kamala got booed. Yep, exactly. Uh, And because she's a moron. Yeah. And and doing a lousy job. (laughs) She's a big, dumb bison. How about that? Uh, All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll do some more news. And we'll do it with you right here, live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on a Friday night. Happy St. Patrick's Day. You know what that music means. Man, oh man. And it's interesting, too, because when you think about the week that we've had, this this really doesn't come at a worse time, really. Despite the U.S. blowing through $31.4 trillion of debt in January, the leftist White House still is refusing to cut spending while our nation's leadership has buried their heads in the sand. It's time for fiscal responsibility, and it's time that we pull ourselves out of it, right? Now, would be a great time, if you haven't already done so, to look into gold with Birch Gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king and it's dependable. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. And here's what you need to do, very simple. Text America to 989898 and claim your free Birch Gold kit and then talk to one of their precious metal specialists. It's as easy as that. There's no obligation. Think about it. To dig our country out of the mountain of debt that we're in, every single taxpayer in America would have to cut a check for $247,000. And that's just for now. Uh, You can imagine what it might look like next year, and it's only going to keep getting worse. Protect yourself with gold today by texting America to 989898. Get your uh, Birch Gold kit with a... With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect you and your future. Again, all you got to do to get started, text America to 989898, and uh, let the the experts at Birch Gold show you what they can do. And again, there's no obligation. So give them a a text. And uh, man, oh man, when you think about it, guys, because what we have seen in the past week is really unnerving. And I feel like we're not, they're not telling us everything. Well, we're talking, of course, uh, the SVB bank going down, uh, Signature Bank in New York going Republic. down, um, First Republic going down. Credit Suisse. Right, Credit Suisse having to uh, pump in, what was it, 50, 50 uh, billion? Yeah, by the way, Credit Suisse had a lot of holes in it. but i mean but when you consider all the stuff that is happening 
and and to think that you know oh it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna affect anybody else everything's gonna be good but meanwhile once once you step back and you start you start looking around and start noticing oh you know what things the economy hasn't been good for a long time um now the banks are getting nervous inflation continues high and they keep saying oh the taxpayer is not going to pay anything into this which is a bold-faced lie we all know this well, what's really worse is the uh, mainstream media, when they talk about this, are like, oh, how is Biden, you know, he, he, how is he, he's going to address this? He's got to move slowly. Uh, you know, like, they're so in bed with Biden. If this was Trump, it would be like, you know, years of greed, you know, Trump and right. real estate and building, you know. Well, they're still, they're still going to try and blame this on him. You they're, know they're that. Running cover. Of course. They're, of they're all running cover of for the Biden administration. It's not, this, yep. this, isn't, this isn't calculus. No, it's not calculus. It's, it's simple <laughs> addition and subtraction. And what they're what they're trying to do is is kind of glaze over it. Uh, Kevin O'Leary, uh, of course, from Shark Tank fame, he was on. I think it was CNBC this morning, right, G? It was Cavuto. Sorry about that on Fox Business. Um, here's what he had to say about you know the banking, the, what Biden did, and how you know this is this is some scary stuff. Listen to what uh, O'Leary has to say here. Cut. Cut three, G, go. Did we just nationalize the banking system? Because if there's no risk at all for any depositor of any size, what stops banking managers who are just compensated on equity from just going crazy and doing things that are going to be very extended in behavior to try and jack up the stock price because they have no risk? And you always got idiot managers, the black swan types like that was at the Silicon Valley Bank that did stupid things. We have more of those black swans swimming in the lake. We don't know where they are. So I think we basically have to make a decision. And I think this is something every investor is thinking about is maybe this sector, we've got 12, 11 sectors in the economy. This sector services all other 10. Maybe it's just a utility that's going to be way overregulated and make really lousy returns for shareholders going forward. And I think that's the debate going forward. Yeah. This is pa pause it right here, because and again, he's making a point of pointing out that there's other people like like the people that we saw at, at SVB and at Signature and at Credit Suisse. There are other people doing the same stuff at other banks, not only in this country, but around the world. And for you to think that, oh, it's isolated, it's, 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 like, uh, it's, it's like when Biden was saying that, uh, oh, inflation, it's transitory. Yeah, this is not transitory. It's not isolated to one little place. One, this is having a ripple effect. Because when you have to have other banks swoop in and infuse cash to save one bank from going under, well, now they're going to be under stress because they're taking on that debt. They're taking on those deflating uh, assets. Where's that money going to come from? Oh, we're just going to try. It's going to be fees on customers. Well, guess what? The customers are people. So if you don't think this is coming out of you, you're, you're, you're nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're printing money like water. And, you know, this goes back to Jimmy Carter, the Community Reinvestment Act, um, subprime mortgages, 2008. You know, they gave mortgages to people who didn't deserve it just because they were minorities and, and low income. And there's nothing to do with, 
you know, race, I'm not a racist, you right. know, but the fact is, is that a lot of people got mortgages that shouldn't have um, because well, they had, of they had mandates more, in the banks. Right. They had, they had mortgages where you didn't have to produce documentation. Yeah, and the you no just doc. had to say, here, fill this in, say, I make this much. Okay, here you go. Um, I'm sorry, but that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, the no-doc loans and all that. But, um, but, but you know, um, this is, this is, it's time to pay. I, I'm very worried about this year. Yeah, and, and especially because, again, what he says right at the top of that clip is, and, and it's something that Damon said the other day as well, is did we just nationalize the banks, which is scary. Because that means the government is in control, which means, oh, you're running out of money. We'll just make more. We'll just print more. Well, I'm sorry, but isn't that what got us into this problem to begin with, with the inflation crisis is just the printing of money? And I think to answer Kevin's question, where those black swans are swimming, they're swimming in the swamp. That's the way they're swimming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Um it's it's uh it's it's all going to unfold and it's going to be pretty ugly out there and um between the money and between giving loans to people who couldn't pay them back um now combined with the uh you know uh, being preoccupied with DEI um is um really taking the eye off the ball for a lot of these banks as well especially well, SVI they had this massive woke agenda well because because they're you know they're not hiring people to do uh banking <laughs> they're hiring people to put the videos together and be, oh, look how woke we are. We hired, we hired this person, we hired that person, we hired this person who doesn't know if he's a boy or a girl. And this this guy who does who thinks he's a who thinks he's a, a light switch. Oh, it's wonderful. We, we're so diverse. <laughs> it's no different than the White House and, right. and supporting businesses. Thing. And now SVI was one of the biggest startup banks in the world, um, but and that's great because I'm all for technology and and companies, you know, getting a chance to prove themselves, sure. um, but um, that's not what happened here. No. And um, the ESG stuff and all that, um, I think is preoccupying the uh, risk yeah. managers. And, and like O'Leary said, there are other black swans out there. We just haven't seen them pop their head out yet and collapse the bank. Let's see what else he had to say here as he continues on. This is no different than a really bad manager in any other sector. So the combination of idiot management at Silicon Valley Bank with a board, an overseeing board that was incompetent or negligent or both, and obviously you just announced they're going to be investigated, and of course that should happen. But that's an isolated incident. If we had just let that collapse before we'd gotten into panic, we would have had a much better situation that would have said, okay, 95% of these assets were covered, no problem. And so 5% for people that had more than 250000 per account is, is something the bank could have absorbed. Those investors are very high net worth investors or they're very sophisticated hedge funds and other businesses that can take a 5% hit. But that's not what we did. As a, as a, you know, as the government said, okay, we've got concern about the overall banking system. Let's guarantee everything. That's moral hazard right there. And something else that people hadn't focused on prior to this, this whole narrative started around payroll. Everybody was saying, oh my goodness, if my money's sitting in, in SVB, I can't do, make payroll, which is illegal in many states, particularly California. Well, the government already allocated $250 billion plus into something called the Employee Retention Credit Program, 
back in 2020, and nobody took advantage of it. Nobody's even called it down. Less than nine billion of it has been put to work. So why aren't people looking at that? It's still available for the next 23 months. And I think people will start to look at that now too. There's a lot of problems with what we just did. And often policy has unintended consequences. Nationalizing the bank is, I think, what happened here. And now going forward, I think a lot of bank managers are going to say, wait a second, I have no risk. I'm going to go crazy like those guys did at the Silicon Valley Bank and do stupid leverage things because if anything goes wrong, as long as I stay within the baseball rules of banking, nothing can happen to me because the Fed covers all my depositors. I don't have to worry if I'm crazy. That's the problem we've got. Yeah. Gary. Yeah. Think about it. If you didn't have to worry about anything, would you would you stop yourself from doing something yeah. that could be painful or negative? No, there's no, no consequence. Exactly. If, if you could drive your car 100 miles an hour and on the roadway with guarantee, what well, they said, don't worry about ever getting a ticket or something like that, would you do it? Most people probably would, or yeah. at least get close to it. Yeah. And another shoe's going to drop here. There's 16 trillion in credit card debt, I think, Oof. out there, or some Brutal. crazy number. Wow. Um, At 20-something percent. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's 16, um, but it's a lot. And um, I think that's going to happen uh, because people are maxed out. And refis, yep. like, doubled yeah. in the last year, I believe. Um, so people are trying to pay their credit card bills with their house, yeah. which is it, now an adjustable rate, which is killing you. Right. And so oh. you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, and, and everybody's going broke. Yeah. And and it's it's just an amazing it's an amazing thing. We're we're heading towards a storm and nobody's noticing or they don't want to notice. And the government is notice. complicit because they they're the ones that are trying to glaze it over. No, no, no. Everything nothing to see here as as you know, because it's it's a peaceful protest as yeah, they're the, saying the house the banks, behind them explodes. They're they're saying the banks are healthy on MSNBC this morning. I mean They're crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Hey, uh speaking of crazy, Saturday morning at eight AM, you've got a show, don't you? Um, I do. Um, I have a really good show tomorrow uh, for a change. No, I'm Says only kidding. Um, listen, <laughs> so uh, we had some great interviews. I did about 50 or 60 interviews at CPAC. So I've been playing them on Breaking Point tomorrow morning, 8, 8 a.m. Uh, get the Real America's Voice News app. And, you know, um, you got to check it out. Um, I have Dave Walsh, who's the former head of Mitsubishi Power Systems, about the limitations of solar and wind Great discussion. Pastor Leon Benjamin about how Richmond is a disaster right now. And where's Glenn Youngkin to fix right. Richmond? The crime, the graffiti, the homelessness, the Greyhound bus terminal, which I've talked about, which is a total disaster. They got to fix Richmond. It's in big trouble. And then I got Sue Yu, who ran for vice chair of the GOP, a Korean uh, immigrant. Uh, Asian-American PAC, very big right now. They're gaining speed. They're starting to speak up. They're usually very shy, um, and they don't want to speak up because they're scared of repercussions at home in the communist countries like China and stuff. Uh, but she ran for GOP vice chair, uh, Jim Price from the Jim Price Show in Wichita I got on. And then I have Catalina Stube from Moms for Liberty, Jen Charlton from the Jen Charlton so Show in Maryland. So you got a big show is what you're saying. It's a busy show. Check it out. <laughs> don't agenda. miss it. All right. Big show tomorrow. Breaking Point with David Zier, 8 a.m. right here on Real America's Voice. Take a quick break. We'll come back. Do some more sports right after this. Stay there. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice.
Uh, live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on Friday night. Happy St. Patrick's Day on a Friday night, uh, March the 17th, as yes. you can tell. Slick Rick is... Uh, He's already dressed. He's, he's going to be partying all night. I haven't drank yet, but I intend to when I get <laughs> out of green here. Suit. David Zier is here. He's going to have some headlines for us in a little bit. And, of course, you guys at home, we appreciate it. Um, I, got, I got some news, believe it or not, coming out of Ireland, which, which, could be, which could be interesting because it is St. Patrick's Day. But first, let's do some sports with Slick Rick, get some uh, scores and get some updates on what is going on. Slick Rick Sports brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow, MyPillow.com. Use LFS6B at checkout. Save yourself a ton of cash. Oh, cash. You see what I did that? Yes, yeah, I, did a little, I did a little. Yeah, there you go. All right. I may Slick. be Irish, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> yeah, but I am. <laughs> Rick is neither. That's yeah. a compliment. All right. What do you got, Slick? <laughs> okay, here we go. We got a couple of finals from earlier today. Michigan State, 72-62 over USC. Xavier, 72-67 over Kennesaw State. And Baylor took care of business against UCSB, 74-64. No surprises there so far. We had a load of upsets yesterday. Today. So far, today's been pretty even keel, but we'll give you some more updates later. And don't forget, at the end, we'll have the odds makers picking eight games. Who knows? Maybe Big D will pop on before the show ends, <laughs> and we'll do it head-to-head. If not, I'm going to do it, and Rick's going to be my uh, witness. Hey, so, hey, real quick, on that Kennesaw State game, Yeah, believe it or not, that's a team that I think it was two years ago, they were 1-29. and 29. Wow. So and for they- them to end up in the NCAA, uh, you know, top 64 is a huge... I mean, yeah, they lost, but I mean... Imagine if you were on that team at 1-29, and, and now wow. you're going to the NCAAs. You're kind of pretty I proud know. of yourself. Wow, look at Princeton, too. That's another one. We'll Maybe they'll get they Kamala to show up and uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, give, give them a, a bison yeah, speech. Give them a brow beating, more Ugh. like it. But anyway, uh, not to be done on all the March Madness, but of course, Joe Biden, we talked about this last night. Just want to follow up this wonderful story about him. Talk about an odds maker. Woo. Joe Biden thoroughly mocked after his bracket gets busted on day <laughs> one of March Madness. Dylan Gwynn of Breitbart. And news that will no doubt shock everyone. Not really. Uh, a prediction made by President Joe Biden did not actually work out. Uh, on Thursday, Biden, or more likely the intern, charged with making his NCAA bracket, tweeted out his predictions for March Madness. Except not only did the president pick to win the, men, the men's tournament, Arizona, lose to the 15-point underdogs Princeton in the first round, but the president also committed the ultimate bracket party foul of posting his picks after the tournament had already begun. They did something like that similar uh, a, a while ago, but the DQ, where right. they, they posted the results after the game. It might have been Super Bowl or something. And I forgot what it was. But Princeton ended up defeating Arizona 59-55, which was quite the upset. But was Arizona a bad pick? No. A ton of experts had the Wildcats going all the way. What is bad, and sadly, par for the course of this administra- of his administration, is coming up a day late and a dollar short by missing the bracket deadline altogether. That's Joe for you. The fact you know what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the fact was not missed by Twitter users. Um, one, one, one Twitter uh, said um, that uh, Joe Biden's uh, madness bracket perfectly sums up his entire presidency. Joe Biden is the worst president in American history. I think that was the uh, the uh, conversationist. Was the, what uh, the hell is he talking about? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so <laughs> 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 you hit that on the head. Uh, and uh, I'm going to give a quick, one more quick story. Well, we got to give an update on the Mets here. Mets, Edwin Diaz expected to miss season with torn patella oh. tendon. It's terrible. <laughs> ESPN News Services. The poor, but there's not, not all this gloom, Rick. They're saying the Mets are still going to have a great season, but I don't know. New York Mets close it. Edwin Diaz has a torn patella tendon and is expected to miss the entire season after injuring his right knee while 
celebrating a victory in the World Baseball Classic. The Mets said Thursday night that Diaz underwent surgery early in the day and is expected to begin a formal rehab in about a week. Uh, to all my beloved fans, especially the Mets fans, I want to let you know that I'm doing well and healing, he wrote on social media. I feel blessed and grateful for your support with messages and prayers. Thank you very much. I can't wait to see you guys in New York and play all those trumpets, whatever that means. Uh, but speaking earlier Thursday, General Manager Billy Epler said a, a general timeline for recovery from this type of injury is about eight months which will take him right out of the baseball yeah. season. Pass. No, he won't even make the playoffs. It'll be over and done with. Yeah. Um, terrible. Diaz is only 29 years old, signed a big contract with the Mets, of 100 course. million plus. Of course. And, uh, I don't know. Good Lord. And a lot of people now are saying, are these World Baseball Classics, are they really important? And yes, they are. A lot of the young players, especially from, you know, Dominican Republic and oh, yeah. some of the other South American countries, uh, they, it means everything to them, the pride for their country. So it's a shame. Yeah. And, and you know what? I saw that Keith Olbermann, you know, that, that yes. wacko. Oh, no, the he was, uh, he said something really just insane. Along those lines, right. Yeah. yeah that, and, and, people, and people on Twitter just savaged him, which he deserves because he's a buffoon. Yeah. Um, and you're right. You know what? As far as I'm concerned with the World Baseball Classic, I'm neither here nor there. I really don't care yep. um, because, again, we've always had baseball. Right. So it's always like, well, why do we need that if we have Major League Baseball and the season? Uh, but like you said, a lot of these players, they take that pride, that national pride. That's right. That maybe they don't go to the Olympics. Maybe, maybe they don't go to some of these other tournaments. Right. So they get to do it then. So you know what? If it's just an, a different extension, a different way for them to make sure they're in shape exactly. for the season... So be it. A guy like Keith Olbermann should be pine tarred and feathered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's a rapid sports, Rick. Back to you. All right. Well, thank you, Rick. We'll do some more sports a little bit later on. And like you said, you got the uh, the odds makers coming up, right? Oh yeah, we're gonna be hitting them from downtown tonight. I'm gonna, <laughs> oh really? I'm gonna win. I got eight picks, five G's each, forty grand. I'm gonna be looking to make up a lot of ground. Wow. We'll probably, we'll probably split, like I said, just like Joe and Marilyn Monroe back in the day. All right. Well, very good. Hey, since it is uh, St. Patrick's Day, um, hey David, did you hear about this one coming out of Ireland? No. <laughs> you don't even know what I was gonna say. <laughs> he was yet. just telling us some cute <laughs> jokes. Upset. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? Before I even do this, sh this. Tell us the, the, the bar joke. Oh, he, he was, I don't know. I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. We, we, we were between, you know, we're in break during commercials. David David is, you know, sitting there. He's like he's doing stand-up shtick. He's telling jokes. And one of them is, of course, a, a St. Patrick, an Irish joke, um, All right. which turned out to be very funny. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to get fired no, for this. No, you won't. But, Go ahead. It's uh, did you hear two Irish guys pass the bar? today really really it could happen <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, i'm sorry guys right. i um, my whole family's irish i come from so. an irish family so i, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't say yes and I, I have tons of irish kids people. are irish uh, right. so i'm we sorry love the irish. all right yeah, so coming out of ireland believe it or not ireland's pro transgenderism government did you know that they were pro transgenderism in yes they're very their liberal entire they... government it's an insane oh, yeah. place yeah. yeah they are now looking to erase oh. the word woman from the country's constitution. What? It's, it's, the leader of the populist party in the country is claimed. Herman Kelly, the leader of the Irish Freedom Party, has told Breitbart Europe that pro-transgenderism, the, the, the pro-transgenderism Irish government, is now aiming to have the word woman stripped from the Irish constitution in pursuit of progressive aims. Authorities in the country have spent the last week pushing for transgender issues to be taught in the country's school, despite one of the country's largest school associations coming out to rebuke, rebuke the plan as not being backed by science or medical consensus. 
However, Kelly suggests that the referendum, the text for which has not been yet agreed upon, is not about protecting women, but about removing gendered language from the Constitution. So it, it's just it's just more woke. Yeah, nonsense. I took my family to Ireland in 09 and it was like Obama headquarters. So it's no surprise. Really? Oh, God. Yeah. So liberal. That's yeah. that. To me, that's very surprising. Yeah. Well, all these multinational corporations came there, too. You know, under the EU, they were one of the poorest countries in Europe, and they benefited the most and got the most money. So they had this incredible uh, immigration there and all these companies there and uh, to escape U.S. taxes. So very liberal. Very liberal. Yeah. And again, it's amazing. That, uh, I'm, sure the, I'm sure it's the people that... that are actually born there and grew up there probably are not that way no it's all not. it's all the transplants yep. well it's it's both you know europe tends to be a little bit more liberal and progressive when it comes to sexuality and stuff like that oh, but that's it, it's so been, disgraceful yeah. what they're doing over there been. yeah it's just insane so so that wow. uh, that coming out of ireland ireland the pro-trans irish government looking to erase women just erase them who needs them right Perfect month, right? Isn't it National Women's Month or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so perfect. they're going to celebrate by trying to erase the word woman yeah, right. from the Constitution. Yeah, the most important person in the world is women. <laughs> yeah, Your mother. The, the, without them, it's obvious. Yeah, you know, where you, would we be? Without them, no, you don't exist. Exactly. All right. That puts a wrap on the first hour. We'll come back. David Zier is going to have some uh, news headlines for us. Well, uh, I'll show you something from Josh Hawley that caught my attention, which is pretty funny. Uh, we'll do that more, more sports as well in the second hour with Slick Rick. So stay there. Real America's Voice. We'll be back. Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on a Friday night. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, from what I understand, it's bad form to say Patty's Day. It's St. It's Patrick's Day. This is, this is what I hear from Irish people who have told me. They're like, that's kind of kind of slurs. They don't like it as much. Uh, if, you, if you say St. Patty's Day, they, they prefer St. Patrick's Day. So I'm going to go with the St. Patrick's Day greeting. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Real America's Voice, Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto, Pluto TV Channel 240. I can't do it. Uh, Pluto TV Channel 240, Samsung TV Plus Channel 1029. Follow us on all the socials, and especially those of you who love to hang out in the Getter Chat, the Getter Chat. Um, happy St. Patrick's Day, Getter Chat people. Hopefully you're all in there enjoying your evening. And, uh, yeah, Slick Rick has got sports. We'll be doing some more sports. We'll be doing the odds makers at the end of the show last segment. So we got that to look forward to. David Zier is here sitting in as well. As always, much appreciated, David. Tell us about your show coming up tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., right here on Real America's Voice. What do you, what do you have planned for you, to David Ozier? Oh, well, I have more jokes. <laughs> I have more Irish jokes for you guys. Oh, good. But, uh, 
I'm trying to keep my job here. Um, no, but what's Irish and comes out in the springtime? Oh, geez. Here we go. Here we go. Patio furniture. Ah! So, all right. Rick <laughs> just said they don't like patio. It keeps getting worse. So, um, yeah, tomorrow I have uh, CPAC interviews, the remaining ones that I did a couple of weeks ago, but they're still relevant, important, great exchange of ideas at CPAC. It's the conservative intellectual base comes out and talks about the issues, Moms for Liberty, energy, <clears throat> foreign policy, you name it. It was extraordinary. So I have that for you guys tomorrow. And um, I have a couple of stories for you, Rick, whenever you're ready. Yeah, and again, it's a breaking point. Oh, breaking point. Uh, tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., right here on Real America's Voice. So as you wake up from your slumber, you can pop on your TV and see the the smiling face of David Zier. David Ozier. That's right. On your TV. I, I'm, I'm Irish by marriage. Yes, there you go. Yes, you so are. check out the show tomorrow morning right here on Real America's Voice. Um, yeah, let's let's throw it over to David because I know you've got some, some stories you've been looking at. What has got your attention here, well, David? I have something really extraordinary to share with everybody. Um, before I came here, I, I interviewed Tommy Tatum, who helped save Roseanne Boyland on the Capitol steps during J6, who ultimately she died because she was clubbed in the head by a Capitol police officer, um, and she was unarmed. Um, and then I interviewed Ashley Babbitt's mother, Mickey Whithoff, but I interviewed Tommy Tatum again before the show, and I got some really incredible information that he shared. You know, he said whenever there was a lull that day on J6, the Capitol Police and instigators started it up again, the Ray Epps types. Right. He talked about red smoke being used, and he believes it was a military operation that, you, that was used that day. It was a setup, and they used red smoke to guide Ray Epps, who was escorted by four officers in the front and four officers in the back towards the, um, I think it was the Southwest uh, uh, Lower Terrace Tunnel entrance um, to tell these, uh, you know, maybe plants where to go but his story is so incredible he was pushed um <clears throat> he was pushed into uh, roseanne boylan while she was getting beaten by the police at the top of the steps and she hit the ground and people were pinned and people landed on top of his legs and pinned tommy tatum to the ground uh he said roseanne boylan was bleeding from the mouth um people were pushed on top of them upside down, legs in the air everywhere, and the cops at the same time kept shooting rubber bullets, hitting them with batons, shooting flashbangs, a tear gas, even they were advised not to use the tear gas that right. day. Yeah. Um, he prayed for a moment of calm because he thought he was gonna die, and he said, Jake Lang, who's another J6 prisoner, came to help him, but Tommy said no, Tommy Tatum said no, and that more people needed help that day. He said people all around him were losing consciousness, who were pretty peaceful, you know, uh, up until that point, because they were trying to save Roseanne Boylan's life. And that's where you saw like the pogrom at the top of the steps. People were trying to save her life. He said, not only did she die that day uh, due to the Capitol Police and one of the batons of uh, Miss Morris, uh, Lila Morris, who they celebrate as a hero. He said he believes he saw the strike of the baton on her head while she was down. That was the one that killed her. Now they cremated Roseanne Boyland, Right now, and now then, from what I understand, did they do this without anyone's consent? Yes, wow. according to Tommy Tatum, mm -hmm. and they also um, said that she died of an overdose. And this is the evil that is going on in America. 
America. And he said, go to American Gulag, which is a sister website of Joe Hoff and the Gateway Pundit, americangulag.org, to find what's going on. And on March 13th, the families of the people in prison asked for the government footage uh, from Speaker McCarthy. And just to sum it up, you know, he said, Luke Coffey, another J6 defendant, walked in between Tom Tatum and Roseanne Boylan, and then that's when the Capitol Police hit Roseanne Boylan in the head, and that's what killed her. Um, his story is so extraordinary, and what he confirmed for me, which is my big concern, because I've interacted with Antifa for years, right. and I know their uniform, and I know they can't afford new clothes, so they wear the same clothes at everything, and they're violent, and they wear khaki pants, and they have purple helmets, and they have media stickers on, and they ride these electric scooters around D.C. and all over the country, and uh, there's an army of them, and those are the people that I saw a video of breaking the windows outside the Capitol, and I do not believe that those were Trump supporters, yeah. and oh. they had the same uniform uniform on and Trump supporters I had another video that I saw where people were taking the clubs away the iron pipes away from the Antifa types and um, giving them to the Capitol Police um, so there's guys in the gulag but the last thing I wanted to say he believes that John Sullivan who was Antifa yeah right who was with the CNN girl filming the event instigated the um, stuff that went on in the hallway where Ashley Babbitt was killed. And he said to the CNN camera girl, this is John Sullivan, who it's known that he was Antifa, who's not in jail that day, turned to the camera woman from CNN and said, I told you we would get in today, <clears throat> which proves that he had prior knowledge that they were going to be let into the Capitol. And it was so extraordinary. And he believes this was a military operation. Special ops teams were coordinated. There was a seven-man team with walkie-talkies and a handler, undercover agents in the ground on top of whatever FBI informants or anything that else took place. Right. And... Um, so he also said go to m5news.com if you want to see some great footage and go to Rumble, Tommy Tatum on Rumble, T-A-T-U-M, Tommy Tatum News on Rumble, and then go to m5news.com. Um, I just think it was a very moving interview. This guy seems really sincere. Um, he's very, you know, um, And when, when are you going to be, uh, when are you gonna be playing that? Well, <clears throat> I, I didn't. I did. I, rec I recorded it, but no, it wasn't a real America's I, I Voice maybe you had a news interview. I did right. play my interview with Tommy Tatum and um, Mickey Whithoff from CPAC on my show last week or the week before, I believe. So um, I might I might share that. Okay. Yeah, I have it recorded. And um, I, so to end this really quick, the America First Warehouse is going down to D.C. tomorrow night. Uh, Joe the Box, who's been a great supporter of the J6ers, Actually. and he is going to be uh, there for the vigil um, where they play Trump's new song, right, which mm -hmm. was number one. Number one on right? iTunes, yep. Yeah. And um, the America First <laughs> Warehouse um, is uh, coordinating something. We're probably going to host the J6ers up here in New York and, um, oh, wow, that's great. you know, talk yeah. to them and their families. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, you talk about this other video. I've, I've seen some some recent other video of course you know what looks like a military guy breaking a window open um and then when uh what looks to be a trump supporter a MAGA person shows up to say hey knock that off this guy just pushes him back yeah i saw and, that and mm. if you notice the guy who broke the window he's got the he's got a radio situated right here on his vest with his earpiece in i'm sorry but 
That's not just a normal civilian no. walking around going, I'm going to go, yeah. let's support the country. No, that's that's what we're talking about. We're talking about instigators. We're talking about um, embedded agents of intelligence services who were floating around there, as David says, you know, instigating things, turning things up. And, and you know, you talk about the red smoke. It, it has all the all the earmarks of a color revolution of what the CIA is famous for. It's you know, famous for this. It, yeah. It's ways of instigating people and turning them against each other um, with disinformation. And, and this is what they do. And they round people up and they get, you know, one side versus the other. And we know one side is because they all seem to dress alike. It's like they all went shopping at the same day at the same store. Everybody had the same, same idea to wear the same yeah. stuff. This is my personal opinion. I think that these doors were open and this whole thing happened uh, to take advantage of the peaceful Stop the Steel rally that was going to take place in the steps to stop the decertification efforts in the gallery of the House. Um, and I, I, I um, you know, I, I lost my train of thought because I'm so upset right now. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, we've seen no, we've right. seen the footage and right. more and more footage is coming out. And what I'm hoping is that, you know, we haven't seen much more come from Tucker. Um, but from what I understand, McCarthy is supposedly, you know, going to be making this available to more people, which needs to be done. And, uh, and you know, more people that have their own footage that has been kind of, you know, they kind of, they, they kind of um, uh, shadow banned people for showing some footage. Uh, hopefully that stuff is going to start to worm its way up through yeah. those algorithms and make itself available again because yeah. people need to see it. They need to see the entire picture, not the edited story that the J6 committee has so cleverly and sloppily, by my add, um, tried to put together and, and, and convince the American people that this is all you need to know. No, it's yeah. not. There's way more to this than you realize. You know, Rick, I want to share a personal story. I was there two weeks later for the Biden inauguration. We set up on the top of Constitution Avenue um, overlooking the <clears throat> dystopian uh, Joe Biden inauguration ceremonies. Nobody was there. There were 4,000 troops sleeping on the lawn of the Capitol. It was so weird. Um, but the night before, I was hanging out uh, at a Vietnamese place, getting some pho across the street from a hotel. And there was like a seven-man team there of special forces that I kind of befriended early on in the night. And uh, one was the first door gunner of a, in a, in a um, Black Hawk helicopter, first female door gunner in Afghanistan. Um, and this team... And and uh, they started to turn on me. They were all anti-Trumpers right. and all Biden supporters. And what I took away from that, and, they, and we started getting a little tipsy, and, and I walked away because I was getting scared. Um, I think there are teams that were planted in Washington. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Oh, and yeah. um, that were anti-Trump, that were oh, military. Yeah. And that's well, just my was, opinion. There was, also, you know. there was also footage, and it was tough to prove because the guy didn't actually go to the other side of these buses. I think like five white buses pulled up with a police <laughs> escort, and all these guys got off it. And he was videotaping it, but he didn't get them coming <laughs> off the bus, yeah. which he could have done if he went around to the other side, uh, which could have been very telling. Had he been able to do that, had he thought thought enough, maybe, you know, at the time, you know, things are going on. You don't think of that because now in hindsight, it's like, wow, if you just would have walked around to the other side and see who's coming off these buses. Yeah, that could have told. And who an is changing different story. and who is changing into Trump gear in the woods. Right. You know, um, and again, every the viewers, this is my personal opinion. This is not reflective of Rav. This is what I experienced. So I just wanted to share that with yeah. you. Yeah. And, and again, so much of this is out there on social media. You can find it. 
You just got to start looking around. And you'd be surprised what you'll see. And it tells There's a, long a completely different story. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. More with live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice, on a Friday night. Stay there. Rails of sin, only evil remains. Watch out, brother, for that long black train. Look to the heavens, you can look to the sky. You can find redemption staring by. All right, live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Let me talk to you about something you may not have thought about, but could be affecting you and your family. I'm talking about air purification. If all home air purifiers are the same, then why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships to help our sailors? Well, because EnviroCleanse has advanced mineral technology that goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness causing cold and flu viruses, including, you guessed it, COVID. EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home and keep everybody safe and healthy. This is how you do it, and you help stop colds and the flu from taking your whole family down. This is how to destroy allergies and inflaming toxins and mold from the air that you and your family breathe. That's right, EnviroCleanse. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful, it promises far fewer colds and allergies and much better sleep. And I think we could all use that. Visit ekpure.com. That's the website. The letter E, the letter K, pure.com. And use code AMERICA for 10% off EnviroClaim. EnviroCleanse home air purification units today. You'll receive a free air quality monitor plus fast and free shipping. There's also $150 in savings. And all you've got to do is go to the website, ekpure.com. Use the code AMERICA and you'll be saving yourself a lot of money as well as getting a great air quality monitor. It's ekpure.com, code AMERICA. That's ekpure.com. Use the code AMERICA and start breathing better today. All right, gentlemen. I know we were just talking about uh, January 6th, and, and you know, it's, it's tough when you think about what people have gone through, um, whether it be, you know, stuff like that or, or with COVID and now with the banking situation. Things are just, things are just uh, getting a little crazy in the country, and it seems to all be hitting at the same time, and and you know, it, it makes you just want to take a time out, right? Well, you know, like when there's a fire and people can't get out yeah. and then they start stacking up against the door. I think that's what's happening. And eventually, you know, that door might blow wide open right. because all these things are coming to a head, right? Yeah, yep. they all come into a yep. head. And it's, it's, it can be a little scary for a lot of people in this country. They, they've never seen stuff like this. And especially the younger generation who's, whose life maybe is only, you know, 18 to 20 years at this point, and all they've known are good times. They don't even know their names. No. They're they, them, They she, don't know what he. they were. Yeah. They don't know who they are. They don't know where they're going. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so it, it's, it's an amazing time. Hopefully things straighten out and we start to get some clarity. Uh, one thing that does have clarity, though, is Slick Rick when it comes to sports. So let's do that now. Brought to you by uh, 
Mike Lindell and MyPillow.com. Use our code at checkout, LFS6B. You'll save yourself a ton of money. Get some great stuff from Mike. And, of course, take advantage of that new uh, MyPillow 2.0 technology, which keeps you cool. Cooler than the other side of the pillow, as they say, Slick. What do you got for us? Thank you, Rick. I appreciate that. And let's go to the rodeo. This rodeo's been going on all month. Rodeo Houston. Houston's in NRG Stadium. Boy, they have served up more rounds in this rodeo than the Blonde. Barney Stone Pub in Dublin, Ohio. <laughs> but anyway, here we go. A Super Series semifinal two. Round two here. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty. The final round is on the 19th this Sunday. We'll have a full recap Monday night for you as we close out this big rodeo. Bear back riding Leighton Berry, 87 and a half points on Stay Smith's Pro Rodeos. Star Witness picked up three grand. Steer Wrestling, Stetson Jorgensen, 4.1 seconds. Team Roping, Nelson Wyatt and Justin Davis, 5.1 seconds. Saddlebron, Cade Bruno, 86 and a half points on Survey Championship Rodeos. Redial, like the Zenfone over there. Yeah. And yeah, tie down roping. Caleb Schmidt, 8.9 seconds. Bauer racing. Jordan bringing it. Briggs, 14.35 tenths. Great score there. And bull riding, last but definitely not least. The best part of it all. The bull riding. Well, I like the bauer racing best, but bull riding's the number one. <laughs> the number one of the old. Kai Hamilton, 89 and a half points on survey championship rodeos. Anthrax, look out. 1950000 plus wow. payout on this rodeo. We're going to wrap it all up for you on Monday night. And if you get a chance, definitely go on to the PRCA, Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association. I don't know, check your local listings. You want to check out this weekend. Rodeo Houston, definitely be there. Uh, let's get to a couple of quick stories, Rick, if I got a minute here. Yep. There we go. Okay, well, report Michael J Jordan in talks to sell majority stake in Charlotte Hornets. This is Dylan Gwynn of Breitbart from earlier today. Today, Michael Jordan's 13-year stint as majority owner in the National Basketball Association may be coming to an end. Sources to ESPN claim that Jordan is in serious negotiations to sell his majority share in the Charlotte Hornets to a group led by Hornets minority owner Glade Plotkin and Atlanta Hawks minority owner Rick Schnall, ESPN Adrian Wojnarowski reports. If the sale goes through, Jordan is expected to retain a minority stake in the Hornets. Jordan sold a significant minority stake at to Plotkin founder and chief investment officer of Melvin Capital, and Daniel Sunheim, founder and chief investment officer of D1 Capital in 2020, and sources said that Sunheim is part of the group working to purchase the team. The report's timing is interesting, given another report from Washington Times reports columnist Tom Levero, who claims a source informed him that Jordan would sell his majority stake in the Hornets as a prelude to buying the commanders. So really? Michael Jordan may be getting into football. Uh, yes, several reports surfaced on Wednesday and Thursday that the sale of the commanders was imminent shortly before news of Jordan selling his majority stake was made public. Uh, though, as Lavero states, he was unable to confirm the report. But, you know, it makes sense. I could see him, you know, he, there was no barriers. He could play baseball. He could play basketball. And he was... Well, he was a phenomenal basketball player, arguably. I wouldn't even say arguably. He is the best ever. <laughs> and then baseball, he wasn't a bad baseball player either. Yeah. If he did that full-time, he would have been spectacular. But um, that's a scoop on that, Rick. I'm running out of time, so I'm going to throw it back to you. I got a quick DeMar Hamlin story I'll get to in the last segment, and we'll get to the odds makers. And we got a big MMA 
Big UFC tomorrow night. I want to preview that as well. All right. Uh, Very Rick. good, Rick. Hey, real quick, too, uh, on the Jordan thing. Um, keep in mind, he is a NASCAR owner as well. That's correct. Yeah, yeah he's got his 23 car. And he tried to golf, right? So I, I was playing on a golf he's course. A Atlantic out in the Hamptons here, and he was in front of me, and he hit the ball 360 yards. <laughs> yeah, he is a really good golfer. He was playing with Will Chamberlain and uh, P. Diddy. Oh, Will the Oh. So, and were you the fourth? No, I was behind them. I oh. was in the in the rough oh, okay. uh, the whole day. <laughs> hey, hey, David, real quick. Uh, got any stories that caught your attention? Yeah, really quick. Uh, two minutes. Uh, pantry porn, uh, according to Loyola University that? professor. I'm so glad I didn't send any of my four kids there. I showed them all the school. But they're basically saying the recent obsession on the Internet about organizing your kitchen and pantry spaces is a sign that cleanliness has historically been used as a cultural gatekeeping mechanism to restore and reinforce status distinctions based on a vague understanding of nicest, nice people, nice yards, nice houses, make for nice neighborhoods, and what lies beneath, quote-unquote, from this sick-in-the-head professor, um, the surface of this anti-messiness, pro-niceness stance is a history of classist, racist, and sexist social structures. So if you have a clean kitchen, you are a racist. Oh, wow. Is that, is that, is that, that where position. we're going now? That is her position. Wow. Right. Which is uh, so disgusting. What uh, It's $72,000 a year to send your kid to Loyola. That's one of the other reasons I sent him there. But um, no, you know. So that's the latest. That's the latest racist thing is uh, if you are, actually yeah. clean up after yourself. Yeah, if you use bins to store your spices right. and organize oh, them on yeah. the counter, that's usually white women on the internet showing you how to be clean. Oh, <laughs> yeah, these Come people on. are demented. Don't send your kid to college, please. <laughs> Don't send them to that. Keep them home. You can send them down south. A lot of yeah, a little bit. A little it's, bit. A, it's a little bit better down south. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, it is actually. But man, oh man! So, so now let's see. That that means you're racist. What else means you're racist? I think using full sentences, uh, names. Yeah, n- using names. Um, what else is racist? Basically, everything is racist at this point. I can't. I can't anymore. This, so it, uh, the stupidity that's taken over this country is amazing, and it's infected all the schools and the colleges. And more school stuff broke out on Long Island today. Did you hear about oh, that stuff? No. Oh my God! My alma mater's in the news. What the heck is going on? I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about that. I don't want to. I got some Josh Holly. will make you laugh. All right, we'll do that next. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Stay there. Good life. I can see her lying back in her satin dress in a room where you do Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on a Friday night. Welcoming you back to the program on a St. Patrick's Day evening. Hopefully you're enjoying yourself. Hopefully you had a very nice St. Patrick's Day if you're in for the night. If you're just getting warmed up to head out, enjoy your night out. Nice. And, of course, uh, we're glad that you're spending some time with us here on a Friday night, Real America's Voice. Um, David Zier is here sitting in. The Big Z. Hey. Uh, he's got a show tomorrow morning. Give everybody the details on that. Remind them, please. Uh, breaking point, 8 a.m. Eastern. Uh, get up early if you're on the West Coast. I know it's early for you. 
but we've got a big following now, and um, we're going to be telling you the truth about yeah. what's going on in America. And he's always got some great interviews and great stuff happening. Get your weekend, get your day kicked off right with yeah. Breaking Point at 8 a.m. right here on Real America's Voice. Slick Rick, we're going to do um, we're going to do uh, odds makers. Odds makers, absolutely. Yes, in the next segment. So we'll we're be doing do that. Odds o makers. Yes, yes. the, uh, the, uh, the oh, There you go. Where are my lucky morning. charms? There you go. <laughs> and by the way, if you get up for David's show tomorrow morning, don't forget have your Irish coffee. There you go. You're gonna need it. Little hair of the dog. Yeah, yeah. we'll put a little booze in there. <laughs> hey, yep. I don't, I don't know if you guys caught this, but uh, Senator Josh Hawley, uh, I think a favorite of everyone, right? Yeah, we enjoy the Josh like Hawley. Him. Well, he Good. got into a bizarre back and forth with a local reporter earlier this week, and we finally got a, a hold of this video um, where things kind of go a little, little wacky with the journalist who offers, who ends up offering to take a blood alcohol test. Um, I guess because basically Hawley called him out and he called him out, you know, which he's brilliant as, uh, when he gets, when he confronts people, he really just goes at them. He doesn't, but he does it in such a nice way, but he's very pointed and very firm. Um, and check out what happened here. And and I'm, I'm trying to look, it's, it's a reporter from St. Louis's KSDK news the political editor his name is mark maxwell so check out this back and forth he had with uh senator josh Hawley. uh cut number nine g go check this out hey mark i gotta ask you why uh why all the hate for people who like free speech on twitter what's the what's going on with that i don't understand your reference what are you referring to when you said uh you called uh, proponents people who liked elon musk buying the site twitter a bunch of bootlickers. This was on March 6th. I'm looking at it right here. Seems kind of yeah, I was vitriolic. My, yeah, I suppose it was. That, that was a moment of frustration when the site went down, and there were a lot of folks in my mentions uh, who have quite uh, a cultish adoration for, for him. But bootlickers? In, in my, yeah, going to bat, defending him in, at, at every turn, even when he was banning journalists from the site for no apparent reason. Uh, yeah, I, I felt like the industry and journalism, a part of the First Amendment, uh, has come under specific attack uh, at times from Mr. Musk. So that, that really? Was my, yeah. yeah. I have, it's it, been a while since I've seen fair point. bootlickers yeah, brag on it. You also said that you, you didn't necessarily do any of this sober. I never said I was sober, you said. I hope you do our interviews sober. <laughs> I try to. I try to. Uh, yeah, now, <laughs> I hope you're sober now. I mean, oh, wow. What's this part about uh, not interrupting a worshiper during their daily prayers to Lord Elon? You, you posted that, too. That's yeah. something. It's quite a rant. It's quite a little rant. I, I refer to it as satire. I, I, I hope most people could oh, read it. Satire. That, uh, really? Yeah, I think that's protected under the First Amendment, is it not? Oh, well, I don't think you should go to jail for it. I, I'll, I'll admit that. I just, I think we can all agree on that. But I don't know. I mean, referring to people you don't like as bootlicker, bootlickers. I mean, I, you don't do opinion journalism, do you? I mean, I don't know. You, well, I don't. You say I, what you I, want. I, would, I wouldn't call the tweet an act of journalism. It was. A well, but you're a journalist on a public forum. This is a free. I mean, this is a pl- public platform. I thought you're. Tw- you've got a picture of yourself at work on your Twitter profile, right? Isn't that you at KSDK? It is me, yeah. And it, it says Mark right Maxwell TV is your is your handle. 
That sounds like, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, me. that's you as a I'm journalist, right? Fascinating. Yeah, that's well, when, pe when journalists or so-called journalists refer to people they don't like as bootlickers on a public platform, when they attack folks and then say they don't necessarily do stuff sober, it does tend to get my attention. I mean, we give you a lot of access. I just want to make sure that you're actually sober and taking this seriously. Good Lord in heaven. I'm happy to do a blood alcohol test. I have had no alcohol this morning, and that was a joke. I just want to clarify for you. But, okay. Uh, we'll, save, we'll save the wow. festivities for this weekend when uh, the St. Patrick's Day festivities kick off. But that'll be off the oh, clock. Okay. All right. Log off Twitter. Yeah, maybe a good idea. Some good advice there sometimes. Can we start the interview? Yeah, absolutely. Great. I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Three minutes in. He's oh beautiful. my goodness! He, he just he just he just blasts them so because good. he goes right through his stuff to point out how insanely partisan this guy is. On on you know oh well you know it's it's free speech. I'm doing it on Twitter, but meanwhile, as he points out, but this is your this is your professional Twitter thing because you put here here's your picture at work, here's your Twitter handle that says you know this is you know, you know uh, yeah. what I mean. I don't mind that he has a position, you know, and he's a reporter. Maybe shouldn't have as much, but you know. I don't care. I just think it's great when they expose the hatred yes. the left has for the regular American yeah. people. Right. And Josh Hawley's always one step ahead of that oh person. Every time he interviews somebody, you know he's already like a three processes ahead of what they're going to tell him. Right. He's great. Yeah, it's like when he's in Congress. He already knows the answer to the question he's exactly. asking. Yep. So he's expecting a certain answer, and he's got enough background to know if this person is, is kind of deviating or trying, trying, trying to kind of get weasel yeah. the way right, out of trying it. Trying to weasel yeah. it. Right. He can spot the weasel pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. Speaking exactly. of weasels, check this out. Uh, this is crazy town. Guess what? Yeah, it's crazy town time since we're speaking of weasels. Um, it's Joe <laughs> Biden on his Irish roots. Oh, I can't wait to oh, find out good gravy. how many times he's been to Ireland, how many how many potatoes he's right. picked. He used to be a I, leprechaun I, he, at he one probably time. Used right. to be a, he probably yeah. used to be a leprechaun. Sure. He's got a pot of gold hidden oh, somewhere. No doubt. Probably. Created the rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crazy town. <laughs> Gee, let's go. Every St. Patrick's Day, every Irishman goes out to find another Irishman to make a speech to. Well, that's why I'm here. I was trying to think. I think I've made almost every one. Don't get hurt, man. We need you. You okay? That was actually All funny. Right. I stand here today, uh, like most of you, as a descendant of the Blewitts of County Mayo and the Finnegans of County Louth. I was telling the T-shirt that uh, I, uh, when I would have as vice president, I'd always have a breakfast for the T-shirt before he'd go over to see the president for those eight <laughs> years. The seventh year, I think it was, Nance, that uh, went in the T-shirt, I brought, brought him into the Oval, he sat down, and before Barack could say anything, he said, he said, for God's sake, Barack, let the boy come home. <laughs> let him come home. I'm sure to God, true story. And he said, you keep sending him to places like Afghanistan, Iraq, and all of Let him come home. And uh, I keep, you have to help me with the Gaelic expression, 100,000 welcomes. What's it? Cave you the facha. And he said, You'll, he'll get 100,000 welcomes. And it was one of the, but he didn't, they didn't plan on my bringing my whole family. I was saying that, uh, being raised by a grandpop who 
Uh, went to Santa Clara back in the days when oh, Irish in Northeast Pennsylvania player, right? didn't very much get a chance yeah. to go to college. And he was an All-American football player at Santa Clara. And he came back as a newspaper oh, guy on the business side. And uh, my grandfather uh, used to say that, you know, uh, the, uh, when anything, every what time I say? walk out of his house in Scranton, Pennsylvania, I lived there for a while. Oh, yeah. He looked really? at me and said, Joe, remember, the best drop of blood in you is Irish. But the fact is that uh, um, when, uh, when I went over to Ireland, I was, it, was a, it was a great, a great experience. I'd been to Ireland many times, but not to actually look up to find my actual family members. And there were so many, and they actually weren't in jail. And uh, one of the things that <laughs> and, and the, and the Finnegan's from County Louth, <laughs> and there's still, if you go to County Louth, there's still a place called Finnegan's Pub, which is, uh, Reverend, it's related to my, my family. Now, I'm the only Irishman you ever met, though, that's never had a drink, so I'm okay. <laughs> I'm really not Irish. Uh, I, like all of you, take pride in my Irish ancestry. And uh, as long as I can remember, it's been sort of part of my soul, uh, how I've been raised. You know, there are values I learned at my grandpa's kitchen table, where uh, he would always, uh, you know, you, my grandpa's kitchen table, particularly on Sunday after 10.30 Mass at St. Paul's, I get to, you get to wander around the table. You never got to sit down when you were a kid. But he had four sons, and uh, they'd sit there, and another guy from the newspaper, a guy named Tommy Phillips, who was sort of at the time, the David Broder of the Scranton paper, and, uh, and they'd sit there and they'd talk. Oh, my God, and this story One is day, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm sitting there and talking about a guy that uh, I didn't understand why he was sticking up for him. And he was the city chairman of the, of the party whose son was city chairman when I ran for president, at any rate. And he was always in trouble. He was sort of like a, uh, like a late Mayor Daly, you know, a brother-in-law on the payroll kind of thing. And, uh, um, and so uh, I couldn't understand my grandfather was Mr. Corn Pop was black I couldn't understand why he was, you know, liked him so much. Does the story have a point? And he reached up and you could wander the table. He just couldn't sit and put his arm around me. He said, Joey, come here. And I knew this was about to be a you know, public lesson for Joey. Oh, and he said, you're wondering why I like Patty. And I said, no, 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 Grandpa, no. He said, no, you wonder why I said, let me tell you something. He'd look at you and say, Ambrose, I'm going to cut your heart out. And you know he'd mean it. Or Ambrose, I'm going to jump off the bridge for you. What? Whatever he said he'd do, just remember, do what you say. Do what you say. I, uh, he, the biggest thing for my grandfather was, Joey, never bend, never bow, never kneel, never yield. Never, never. I used to drive Barack crazy because I'd always say to him, Mr. President, the country will never be more optimistic than their president. It's all about hope. And uh, simply put, I think it's the Irish of it. That was the worst, crazy the time. worst, the worst, worst ever story. I'm sorry, he's ever told during story time. The worst. I, I want to apologize to the audience. I actually yawned during that <laughs> twice. That. It's contagious. I almost passed out. <laughs> that was terrible. And you believe he never had a drink? I don't believe that. No, I don't believe he's that lying. for a second. No. Just well, like well, he no. doesn't know what his son's been up right. to. Oh, that's right. His son, who's now suing. 
the uh, the computer owner, the computer store owner, um, that uh, you know released his uh, the contents of his laptop. Really? Yeah, you didn't hear about this? No. Oh yeah. Well, of course, Hunter Biden is now going to sue him. It's coming from uh, uh, John Solomon's Just the News, Ah. where now, because of, uh, well, they're running out of ways to try and divert your attention away from what really happened. Uh, Hunter Biden filed a lawsuit earlier today against the owner of the Delaware Computer Repair Shop who gave the New York Post a laptop that the president's son left behind. Lawsuit, lawsuit claims that John Paul Mac Isaac illicitly distributed Hunter Biden's personal data. No, he didn't because he owned that data once you didn't show up for That's it. Right. Um, and accuses him on six counts of invasion of privacy. So look forward to that happening. It filed earlier today in Delaware District Court. So there you have it. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Final segment. We'll do odds makers. We'll talk to David Zia one more time. We just need you to stay there. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. We'll be back. I saw a billboard about this rodeo last weekend out in El Paso, so I signed up to ride. I drew a bull called Original Sin, heard it kill a couple of men, figured this was something I could win, cause the devil's on my side. Hi, live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on a Friday night. Final segment of the the, the St. Patrick's Day, St. Patrick's Day edition of Live from Studio 6B. So we appreciate you guys for tuning us in here on Real America's Voice. Thank you for so much for spending your Friday night with us. Uh, We've got uh, some more David Zier. Remember, catch his show Saturday morning, 8 a.m., Breaking Point, right here on Real America's Voice. But... We've got odds makers. Yes, odd makers on a March Madness weekend. The first weekend of March Madness is happening. Rick, you said you got like eight picks. It's going to be crazy. So let's do it right now. Uh, odds makers and Slick Rick Sports brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com. Use our code at checkout and save a ton of money. Slick Rick, take it away. All right, so I'll do the odds makers. And then I just want to quickly pre- preview UFC 286 that's happening tomorrow night. So let's go. 940 tip. I mean, just literally just tipped the game. I haven't even checked the score, but I'm going to take Kansas State laying seven and a half over Montana State. It's my first pick. That's the East Regional. Then at 9.55, just about now, Kent State and Indiana. Give me number four, Indiana, laying four and a half points on that one. That's a Midwest Regional. And then the West Regional, 10.05 tip. I'm going to take the Horn Frogs. TCU, number six over Arizona State. TCU laying six points on that one. And then tomorrow's game. Games. Good one. Alabama and Maryland. Maryland looking good, but I'm going to take Alabama. I'm rolling with the tide, and I'm going to lay nine on that one. Arizona State. Uh, let's see. We got no, Arkansas. Arkansas and Kansas. I'm going to take number one Kansas to win that game. They're only laying three. Uh, I know the Hogs are going to come down there to play, but I'm going to go with Kansas. Tennessee and Duke. Rick, sorry. I'm going to take Duke and lay the three and a half. I think they're going to win that game handedly. Hey, um, I'm taking Duke, too. I don't, I, I don't see that happening. Do, do, yeah. definitely. So, and then we got Auburn and Houston. I think Houston's going to bounce back, show the world why they're number one and looking to make a big run. I'm going to take Houston, laying five and a half over Auburn. So that's seven games because I didn't get to the 920 game. Uh, I'm going to pass on that. So seven games, 
5K each, mark it down, G. Big D said, those are the spreads, we're gonna go with it, so you got it on tape, Big D. Those are my picks. Hopefully I can win seven, 35 grand, come in, be a little bit, uh, little bit lower there on the numbers, so we'll see what happens. Uh, and I just wanna get to real quickly before we wrap the sports segment, Rick. Uh, we got uh, Kamaru Usman is fighting for legacy at UFC 286, and yes, a title belt too. This is Brett Akamato of ESPN, former UFC welterweight champion, Kamaru Usman will fight to reclaim the 170-pound title at UFC 286. That'll be a pay-per-view event, 5 p.m. tomorrow night, uh, as he takes on champ Leon Edwards in a trilogy bout rematch here in London, England. Trevor Whitman had had one question for former pound-for-pound number one Kamaru Usman in the aftermath of Usman's knockout loss to Leon Edwards last last August at UFC 286. Why did he lay off the gas in the final round? And uh, what happened was Usman just we just ran out of gas. Is exactly what happened. He was 20 and 2, was on the verge of tying Anderson Silva's UFC record, 16 consecutive wins, when Edwards, 23, landed a beautiful head kick in the final minute. And, uh, Anyway, I think it's going to be a great match tomorrow night, so we'll see what happens. The actual uh, odds are Usman is minus 240. So in other words, you got to lay 100. Uh, you got to lay 240 to make 100. And Edwards is plus 200. So you can lay 100 and make 200 on that. I there think Usman go. wins that one handily. I think he's going to come back with a vengeance and win that. And that's for S. Tuki uh, in the Getter Chat. I know he or she loves the UFC, so I wanted to make sure I previewed that. Very important to a lot of our uh, watch it t- viewers that love the, love the UFC. And that's a wrap in sports, Rick. Back to you. All right. Well, thank you, Slick. Hey, um, real quick, before we jump to, uh, to David here, uh, sports-related, Rick. I don't know if you caught this, that this happened this week. From the New York Post, the anniversary passed quietly. Uh, but there's no better team in all professional sports than the Yankees when it comes to honoring and celebrating their his, their history. And why wouldn't they? They have a history worth honoring, celebrating, and applauding. Uh, the year 2023 will mark several prominent anniversaries, one in particular that kind of went by the wayside. 25 years since uh, the 19... Uh, this week, the 50th anniversary passed of another interesting milestone in Yankee history. Do you know what it is? No. The 1973? The, 1973, the, yes. The Yankee Stadium, the new Yankee Stadium opened? No. Oh. This is when Fritz Peterson and Mike Kekich engaged in the most infamous trade in baseball history. You know what that trade was? Mm, 73. Wow. They swapped wives. They exchanged pets. <laughs> they essentially traded their families to one another. They were teammates. It was perhaps the single most 1973 thing that ever happened wow. in 1973. And it came back to light uh, on the back page 50 years ago this week. Oh, the swinging 70s, I'll tell you. Yeah. They must love country music. <laughs> it, it was a huge headline in the AP. Switch has Yankees mixed up too, it said, as the lead story in the post sports section on March 7th. And comments contained therein uh, explain that everyone knows we're a bunch of crazy guys, Thurman Munson said. Um, and Ron Bloomberg, who's also a player on that team, said, I was very shocked. I've never heard of something like this before, uh, except reading it in books. And Sparky Lyle, another, you know, Hall yeah, of Famer, he wrote the Bronx said, too. Yeah. said, nothing surprises me. So there you have it. A little, uh, a little uh, yeah, Yankee but, uh, history. Yeah, a little uh, the, switch hitting. The, yeah. <laughs> the Yankees uh, are known for their moral standards and their organization. I mean, you can't even have a beard, you know. Well, this was, so, I think yeah. this was just just before Steinbrenner yeah. brought the oh, team. Yeah. Or maybe a year after he bought the team. 
Okay. Yeah. But it was just a crazy thing I came across. I was like, oh, my god. And goodness. Sparky Lyle wrote The Bronx Zoo, which yeah. was a great book. Oh, I read it when I was a book. kid. Fantastic. Hey, hey, David, do you have anything else before we wrap uh, up I got a couple tonight? of quick things. Biden yeah. appeared to threaten to smack somebody when meeting uh, with the Irish uh, prime minister. Ooh. I don't know when that was, though. <laughs> um, but Dang. Hunter Biden admitted to his family's China deals uh, for millions of dollars after years of denying it, and he explains it away. Um, and then a new late exit poll, like we were talking about earlier from Rasmussen, says that... Uh, uh, Carrie Lake won by 8% after these yeah, uh, new polls. Um, and then the CDC bought access to American phone location data to monitor compliance and lockdowns, social distancing, and more. Contracts show they bought data for, I think, 55 million Americans or something. So if uh, they were tracking you during COVID, very bad. Yeah. And one more thing, Trump is allowed back on YouTube. Yes, um, they for the reinstated first time it today, in years. Right? Right. And um, they say they want to give the presidential candidates a, a fair shake, basically. So that was good news. All right. Well, that's great news. Hey, you want to hear something funny? Sure. Of course you do. Uh, it, and believe it or not, it comes from Jean-Pierre, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, in the White House press briefing room. This is cut number five. G go. You're going to have an opportunity uh, or your colleagues will have an opportunity uh, to ask questions uh, during the uh, the uh, pool spray uh, of the oval at the oval that that happened every time a a, um, a a head of state visits. So that is an opportunity uh, to be able to pose a question uh, to the president or uh, or the head of state that is visiting uh, the White House on that day. But again, this is coordinated. That's not true. He's answered questions. It's not. Here's. But here's. I hear you guys. I hear you guys. I hear you guys. She knows. Look, the two plus two is something that is done in coordination with the country that is visiting. That is not something that is unilaterally decided. Decided. That is something Decidal. that is in discussion with the other country. I was asked about the two plus two. I was also I also was adding that uh, there is an opportunity where press will be in the room with the two leaders. Uh, I cannot speak to if who's going to take questions or who's not going to take questions. Uh, as you know, this is a president that takes shouted questions often, but the two plus two is not a unilateral decision. It is a, a decision that happens uh, with the visiting country uh, in coordination with them. With that, guys, I'll see you. Yeah. So, so she's basically lying, saying, "No, no, he answers questions all the time." No, he doesn't, and they know it. So, all right. So uh, that puts a wrap on tonight. Again, uh, happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. We appreciate you watching. Yes, Slick Rick. He's got his 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 uh, his lucky charm boot ready to go. Not yet. Don't show it just yet. Um, <laughs> David Zia, remember to catch his show tomorrow morning right here on Real America's Voice, 8 a.m. It's called Breaking Point. All it needs is you and David, and you will have yourself a nice Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Make sure you join us then. In the meantime, though, we thank you for watching. As always, we salute our military, active and retired, our first responders, EMTs, police, firefighters, nurses, doctors, everybody working the front line, truck drivers. Yes, the weekend is coming. We thank you guys for watching. Gio, of course, in the booth. David Zia, Slick Rick, and you guys at home. Thank you for all you do for us. Thank you for watching. We'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Peace.